Hello and welcome to the Seville Productions Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Rupert McConnick, founder and EP at Seville Productions. I'm delighted today to have as a guest Daniela Voita, EVP, Global Executive Creative Director at McCann, New York. Welcome, Daniela. How are you doing? Hi, Rupert. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. My pleasure. <laughs> so, so just jumping in, tell us a little bit about your background and, and career before, before you, you know, embraced the giddy heights of McCann, New York. Yes, sure. So uh, first of all, this is my first podcast. I feel like I've always been a little reluctant to do it. Um, I don't have like a Michael Barbaro or Sarah Canick type of voice. Um, but you do, I mean, I, I, I think you give me the Mike Barbaro's, um, vibe. So <laughs> anyways, this is exciting to be here. Um, so talking about my background, I'm just going to talk highlights. Uh, it's been, um, a long career, but, um, so I'm born and raised in Brazil. I was born and raised in Rio. Um, I, when I was in college there, I went to school for graphic design and product design, and I started looking at publications, and I started looking at like communication arts and print magazine, and I'm like, wait a second, everything is happening in New York. I have to be in New York. All the amazing design studios and designers are there. So um, I had to find a way. So I got myself a scholarship. There is this organization called Institute of International Education that gave 18 scholarships to Brazilian students, and I think I got the number 18 scholarship and I applied all uh, without my parents knowing and told them, Hey, I got this free ride to go to college in the States. Uh, Just sign here. (laughs) Uh, They weren't super thrilled, but you know, it was free. So they let me go. And, um, and I had a few offers or three colleges. I picked basically the one that was closest to New York. My plan was just to to go to school and spend the weekends in New York city, take the old Greyhound bus and go to, to New York to like Pearl Ping, buy art supplies and go to galleries and just breathe the culture and design and all those good things. So that's kind of what I did. Um, and then after my first year, uh, I got an internship with Milton Glaser. That was, I think a really, um, defining moment in my career because, you know, course was Milton Glaser, but it was also this lovely design studio on 29th street off third Avenue. And I spent about six months there and Milton ended up being my, um, my boss, you know, when I was an intern, also my teacher school of visual arts, when I eventually transferred to school of visual arts and even uh, my client, right. In my, uh, first job. So, um, when I graduated, I, um, got a job at LMPM and uh, LMPM was actually the OG women owned uh, advertising agents in New York that nobody knows about. So um, this is, I guess, where you put the, the applause track uh, sound design, but they're like four women uh, founded agency, uh, fabulous, um, smart, um, amazing uh, bosses that I had Um in my first job that I learned so much from and, um, you know, and then from there it's history. So from there I worked for Publicis and Christian Baum and Sachin Sachi, BBDO, 
uh, and McCann. I was act- I'm actually a boomerang in McCann. I went from uh, went back to McCann just about a year ago, um, and have worked in a lot of like big brands and small brands, but like Tide, or L'Oreal, Microsoft, AT and T, uh, Mastercard. So yeah, and these are I think the highlights. I don't want to bore everybody in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, you don't sound like karaoke. You sound like a Yankee. <laughs> I know. I, you know, some people call me the fake Brazilian, but, um, but I am very Brazilian. I go to Brazil every year. Yeah. And I just, I was just there for six weeks. Um, lucky to be able to work from there, but very much a karaoke. Yeah. No, no, my act, to be honest, when I start hanging out with English people, my accent completely changes. <laughs> and then when I'm here, it's like, it's like a, a draw. How do you balance short-term needs with long-term marketing objectives? Yeah, this is a really good question because I feel like right now there's a trend that brands come up with like short-term, you know, promotions or activations and things that just kind of spike up the, you know, sales and you have maybe like a six-month upcycle and then you go right back down because there's no long-term brand building. Um, and I think it's, it's also a a matter of like people's attention spans, like everybody, I'm not saying just clients, but agencies as well. We get bored quickly with things, but, um, lucky to work on a brand like MasterCard that has a, the same campaign, uh, same line for 25 years. So priceless just turned 25. It was the same line that was presented a pitch 25 years ago by Joyce King Thomas and it's still the tagline today. So that's unheard of. I think it's a lot of credit to the people working at MasterCard, to obviously having one agency for this long. Um, and uh, the current CMO, uh, Raja Rajamanar, like he doesn't want that line to go anywhere. And he's been a proponent supporter of this line and building this brand for so long. And I think it, it's a testament to the success of uh, MasterCard. Well, it's good because it's kind of synony- synonymous. <laughs> yeah. It's globally, like even in countries where English is not the first language, they sometimes use priceless as the as a line. It's it's impressive. And I'm trying to remember what what the Amex one is. <laughs> it's not well, as I memorable. Know. <laughs> and the 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 um, Visa one, it's not as memorable. What is Visa? Well, it's changed. So that's the thing. Like I think when you when you change, it doesn't become yeah. As, as memorable, yeah. So tell us about brands you've worked with that were driven by purpose. Is MasterCard driven by purpose, for example? Oh, absolutely. So MasterCard is all about uh, financial inclusion. I've been lucky to work with a lot of, most, I guess, all the brands I've worked with have had um, uh, some kind of purpose built in. Even Tide, you think of Tide as like this fun, entertaining, all about, you know, NFL fun brand, but uh, Tide and a lot of uh, PNG brands, they, they had a lot of um, brand purpose, even like when people weren't talking about it. Like we did um, loads, we had loads of hope, which um, I don't know if people know, I mean, people know about it, but after um, natural disasters, hurricanes, uh, they would bring this truck and do people's laundry, right? It's just, it's, you know, uh, one of the first things that people miss when they lose everything is just clean clothes, like clean sheets, clean towels. And there was a huge sense of relief for people. So yeah, great. I think great brands with great brand purpose. Um, I've been super, super lucky and fortunate to have um, partnered with. You spearheaded a number of female focused initiatives over the course of your career. 
tell us about some of the lessons you've learned. Yeah. So I must start saying like, I was super privileged when I started my career until now to have had a lot of like amazing, like female role models. Like I said, like my first agency was owned by far women. It's, it was unheard back then. And then I had like great bosses like Joyce King Thomas, like uh, Josie O'Hanna, Publicis, and Maruko Pillowakes, and Andrea Dick is at uh, at Saatchi. I've been super lucky to be surrounded by women, even my partner, uh, Susan Young, who you know, Rupert, like who is another uh, force of nature. Like she's my, basically my, my uh, work wife and my partner and confidant and, and uh, somebody that's been so super important in my career. Um, and even like male bosses, I feel like I had a lot of male bosses who really supported women even before um, it became, you know, an important thing. And, and people realized how, how good it was, not just because it was the right thing, but because it was good for business. But I've been lucky um, in that sense. But all around me, like I felt like, you know, and, and you're talking like a lot of these projects I worked on was around um, like Me Too movement, uh, the peak of it, um, and a lot of issues in our industry, not industries kind of coming to life. So um, there is a lot of um, inequality in that, in that sense. And also um, having a, a, a daughter, you know, I think uh, really really made me think a lot about those issues, gender issues, and how um, was it would be important for me to to do something, to have a voice and to contribute to to change things up. And just so um, I want to say around 2017, um, Kathleen Hall from, from Microsoft um, came to McCann and uh, we were working on Microsoft for a while, but then she came with uh, a business problem. Basically, Microsoft didn't have enough uh, female engineers or programmers or um, people to didn't it wasn't didn't have enough females, but didn't have enough people to fill jobs. Like at that point, the tech industry had about 1.4 million unfilled jobs that they couldn't just fill with men. So they needed to attract somehow the other half of the population. You know, that was something that we started working on. We worked on for like three or four years at least to really tackle that issue um, in the different uh, inflections. Because when we started investigating, we discovered that it wasn't just a problem with hiring. It was a problem that started with with young girls, like as young as seven or eight years old, that they didn't want to... you know, go into STEM fields, they, you know, they started feeling like they weren't good enough or that was something for boys. So there was a sort of, um, ingrained, um, issue that even as a mother, I, I, I thought a lot about it because, you know, when you say, tell your daughter, you know, I'm not good at math, just go ask your dad something or, uh, or dads are like, when they want to fix something, they call the son and then call the daughter. So we started working on this issue from different points. So all the way to create events and things in stores and, and helping girls to learn to code, all the way to the top to create a patent program for women. You know, the stat at that point was that only 7% of all patents in the world were filled by women. Um, and there were plenty of female inventors and for a lot of reasons, they weren't getting credit and they weren't getting the, maybe the, 
the legal advice, uh, support or financial support because it's expensive. So we did so many things and that was such a great, great, great experience, uh, to have worked on, uh, with Microsoft and, um, and the team at McCann to, um, to help the issue. Um, so in terms of lessons, I think it's really important for, you know, when you're working on projects, I guess for any sort of purpose driven project to really find, um, the business problem you're trying to solve. What is the business problem that is equivalent that this uh, purpose campaign can kind of help and work together because that's, you know, when you're trying to sell an idea, yes, you're selling to your client, but your client has to sell that idea uh, within the organization. And that's not easy. So I think when you have a well-rounded solution for a problem that can tackle any inequality, um, any issue, it's, it's definitely better when you think it through. And of course it has to be authentic. It has to be, has to match the, the brand ethos. But, but if anything, if it works together with a, with a business problem that you can solve, it's, there's a lot more chance of, of coming to life and being successful. Wonderful. So, so tell us about your experience working for March for Our Lives. Yeah, I think that was probably um, the most rewarding time in my career. Uh, so far for sure. I feel like I've had a lot of, you know, good moments, uh, my career so far. I'm very grateful, but that was very, um, important because that was a time when, you know, there was so much sadness and desperation, outrage and, and the sense of loss after, um, the shooting happened in Parkland. And, it was, you know, it was probably the low, one of the lowest moments, you know, in the country where everybody, you know, in shootings, it, it happens all the time. And it feels like it's just this, this vicious cycle, right? That, that just keeps repeating itself. And, and with Parkland, what was different is that you had this group of young people, they were grieving, it was, you know, they were, they were, they were victims, but they just came out with such a strong voice, with so much power. They were so defiant. They were defying the, that system, the status quo, the NRA. And and to me, as a creative, I'm like, there's there's so much hope. There is so much power in that. And how can we help somehow, right? How can we do something that's meaningful? Like I'll do anything. And 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 it was not about any ego or anything. I was thinking, you know, about wasn't thinking about, you know, work for an advertising agency. I'm creative and I can do something really cool. And, and no, it was more like coming from, from being a mother, from being, um, seeing something, it was affecting children, affecting children emotionally, physically, and how can we, um, can we help? Um, and my partner, Susan and I, we, we had already worked on, um, a campaign for the Brady campaign. Um, it was called toddlers kill. It was, very uh, bold. Uh, you should probably look if you want to. You can see my website. Um, but anyways, but we had already kind of dabbed into gun control and, and the subject. So when the shooting happened in Parkland, uh, one of the producers at McCann, uh, Gabby Levy, actually was an alumni from Parkland, and she's a wonderful, wonderful um, advocate. She's the 
very politically engaged. And she knew um, some of the organizers, some of the leaders of the march. So we started working. We started coming up with ideas uh, to help, like anything that we could think of helping, from like fundraising to to just ideas and things to do. So, so one idea that came up um, at the time was to try to come up with a symbol, something that could help in the march. And we came up with the price tags. the The price tags were literally price tags that could be attached to somebody's wrist. And it was a price tag for a dollar and twenty five. A dollar twenty five was basically the the price of a life in Florida. Because if you take all the money that the NRA um, gave to politicians in Florida, divided by the number of students in Florida, it comes down to a dollar and twenty five. So um, we printed a hundred thousand of those, and we went to the march in in, in DC. We had no idea what was going to happen. I mean, we knew there was boxes and boxes of price tags. We, we were just standing there in the march. I was in the back. There were like millions of people there. And all of a sudden, we're standing there and we see uh, one of the speakers, David Hogg, taking the price tag and wrapping around the microphone on the podium. And then he says, this is, a, this is the price, $1.25 is, a, is, a, is the price of a life of a student in Florida. And just imagine like the goosebumps when you see something that you created being um, used in such a powerful way. And um, and then Sarah Chadwick, another one of the speakers, went on and explained the the math. And 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 from there, like ten minutes later, like you just even less, you just start looking at press uh, media, and you you know it was on CNN, it was on Vogue, it was everywhere. But um, that was really really incredible to see something that you create having, um, resonating, um, so much and, and, and just being like, you know, of course the, the gun issue is still here, right. There have been amazing, amazing campaigns. I have been able to solve it, but we have, you know, as people, as humans, as creators, we have to keep fighting and trying to do it. So yeah, from there, we did a number of other things. Um, and McCann has also done a lot of stuff with, with Parkland with, uh, for, March for Lies for the organization. So it's been a, a really nice partnership that's that's ongoing and important. And unfortunately, this issue doesn't seem to be going to be resolved anytime soon. So it's important for, for everybody, you know, uh, to to do their part and contribute. So so um, what are the pros and cons between agencies and in-house teams? I think if I was working internally, I think the the, I guess the, the challenge is like, how do you keep the, the ambition? How do you want to do great work? You know, because a lot of corporations probably have, um, you know, the way of doing things sort of like the, the status quo. And, and you sometimes may feel like an insurmountable task to, to try to change something, but, and maybe work in an agency, you know, it's sort of like ignorance is, a, you know, is bliss in a way, because you don't know how hard it would be to, to change things. So, you know, you got to give credit, you got to give grace to your clients, you know, when you have an idea and they have to sell it all through the organization, right. To, to do that. Um, but, you know, having said that there are a lot of amazing work coming out of like Spotify and Disney um, in house. And I think, you know, I think the models are different, but it, you know, it could work as long as there's this will, this desire to do, um, great things, you know, it's, it's possible on other um, side, I believe. And what would your advice be for young professionals entering the workforce? 
Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to plug in this this um, organization I just joined. It's called uh, Good Latinas for Good. So that's um, a network of Latina professionals in marketing, advertising, creative. And, um, you know, we're doing a lot of mentorship sessions and lectures and things to help um, younger talent getting into the business or people that have been in the business for a few years and just need mentoring. Um, it has about, I think, like it just launched and has over a thousand uh, members on LinkedIn. So everyone, whether you're, even if you're not a Latina, if you're a male, uh, join because I think it's a it's it's good for for everybody, right? Like to be part and supporting organizations like this. But I think there, you know, I'm thinking about it. There, I think there are three things. Um, I think one advice would be to reach out to people. I think you know if you're shy, maybe hard, or if you if you're an introvert, I think just just start from the principle that people want to help, right? Like time is sometimes an enemy because everybody's so busy, but, but don't, you know, just reach out, you know, the worst thing can happen. Somebody's not going to respond. And, and I can speak for myself. Like sometimes I may not respond to the first email, but I would definitely respond to your second email or your third email because you just have to be persistent. And, and it's nothing personal if somebody doesn't respond right away. But, but like I said, like you will, you get good responses from people. So look for mentors, look for people who admire and, and just start a, a conversation, you know, and you're gonna, you're gonna learn from it. There's going to be, um, rewards. Another thing, uh, for everyone, I think, and, you know, even for myself, having been in this industry for a long time, um, just, just stay curious. I think, you know, it's easy to just be, to drown yourself in work and, uh, and not, you know, see what's going on outside, but just, you gotta be, you gotta be an interesting person, right? You gotta work, you gotta know, like we do advertising, we can have any type of client, any type of issue. So the more you know about the world, about things, the better you'll be as a creative, as a professional, as a human being, right? You want, you have to have also some outlets outside work, right? To, to keep you um, healthy in a way. And I think it leads to my third thing that I think just taking care of your health, I think your physical health, mental health, I think we, we're living such a mental health crisis right now um, that this, this balance of, um, you know, work, work hard, but, but you gotta, you know, take care of your body, take care of what you eat. And, and again, like, I feel like I was in the, a long time, you know, I just, I had kids, I was building a career. I was working so much that, you know, none of those things, I didn't get enough sleep. I didn't eat well. I, there were so many things I was doing wrong that I'm like, okay, now it's, I got to correct that. So, you know, try to, to catch up, but, but don't make the same mistake. Just, just never, never let your health or your, your mental health or physical health go always always keep on top of it because that's really important if you don't have that you don't have anything else basically it's a marathon not a sprint right i mean that's the thing so yeah <laughs> uh, we're going to keep going it doesn't really matter if you're running a marathon and you fall apart at mile 10 then exactly. you're not really running a marathon. even marathons you stop to drink some water in a way right so yeah. do that so so what is an upcoming campaign of a can that you're excited about yeah so you know i can't say anything specific i think um there's a lot of stuff being cooked right now. Um, McCann is a very creative driven agency. If anything, I want 
the creatives, the people in McCann from any department to feel proud about the work, to do something they believe, like uh, work with purpose or or fun work or comedy or whatever it is. I think, um, you know, awards are really important for sure. They really define careers. Like probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for awards. But there's a satisfaction of um, doing something you're, you're, you're proud of. It doesn't have to be necessarily a award-winning thing. I think working with people you love um, and doing work that's satisfying is, is, is really, really what matters. Having fun. Yeah, have fun, for sure. I think having fun is the most important thing. Like This is probably why I love working advertising because I think you, know, you wake up every day and you're just you know, thinking about ideas and you're having fun with people that you like. As long as they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very nice, so it's good. So, well, Daniela, thank you. It's been wonderful having you on the podcast. And on that happy, fun note, thank you again for, for joining us. It's been very educational. It's been great to chat with you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Seville Productions Purpose Podcast. Learn more about Seville Productions and our work in the purpose and sponsored entertainment space at www.sevilleproductions.com.